So that's going to take people, processes, or systems. So in other words, what I'm telling you is sometimes when we have that gap, there's a struggle there. There's a frustration there. There's an overwhelm there. And if those things are going on, the easiest way to close the gap is to put people, processes, and systems in place so that that gap starts to close. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. Welcome, welcome, Powerful, to another episode of Powerful. We're so very excited that you have decided to take time out of your busy schedule today to listen to this podcast. This is your host, Bridget Brown Jackson, and I'm so very, very excited to talk to you today about this actual episode. Yes, this is episode 218. Can you believe it? Let me tell you. I can't. <laughs> and when I say that, I know I could believe it because I've done it, but I really, really can't. And we'll talk about that on the other side in just a moment. Today, we're going to talk to you about three things about this extraordinary living. Number one, living, period, the mindset and the learning. Okay. So that's what we're going to take away today. We're going to talk about those three parts of extraordinary living. Join me back in just a moment after this word from our sponsor. Thank you to Exponential Edge Adventures for sponsoring today's episode. Somewhere between birth and the end is your dash. The moment you're in now. You want to get the most and the best out of that dash, right? Your life. What's stopping you? Increase that passion, impact on purpose, and inspire and motivate. Exponential Edge Adventures can help you with that today. See how you can get the free execution resource valued at $47. This is a limited time offer. So go to simplytomorrow.com and get it today. Simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right, all right, powerful. Let's go, let's go, let's go. As I said, I was laughing and giggling that we are in episode 218. The reason why I said I can't believe it is because, you know, I talk about this. And and again, if this is your first time, please go back and listen to another episode so you can kind of get the vibe and and my cadence in my podcasting. Um, But this is number 218. And I talk all the time about uh, my personality and my personality preference is interactive. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the disc uh, being either decisive, interactive, stabilizing, or cautious. Like, you know, one of those four, right? Um, and I'm interactive and interactive people have the tendency, doesn't mean always, but uh, more than likely, unless there you've put some serious things in place to prevent you or you have a great team, you will have the tendency to like the shiny stuff and move from next to next. Uh, you may have the tendency to get bored with stuff. And so I do. I've had that all of my life. And now I love it as I'm coaching other people. I understand. Wow. I've been this way for a long time. I love to start stuff. Uh, but you know, completion, like, eh, let me go on to the next. I love to start. Even as an educator, I loved opening school. 
I hated, I dreaded closing school, but opening school, whoo we, I was in my natural element, truly, truly enjoyed it. Even putting in the long hours in the summer with all of the prep that didn't bother me, but closing out come May, June, I would even say April. I was like, can this hurry up and be done? But I absolutely, absolutely loved the getting ready in June, July and August, right? So anyways, we're talking today about extraordinary living. And the reason why I was saying that 218 is that the fact that I have kept my promise to myself to be consistent, to show up here for you. So y'all don't have to say it. I'm just going to say it right now for my own self. Yay, Bridget. I'm proud of you. I'm very, very proud. And so I consider that a part of extraordinary living. Now, um, the word extraordinary, I'm going to let you know, you know, it depends on on your definition of it. So you put it however, but I just want everybody, every last one of my listeners, I want people that I know, people that I coach, my family members, my friends, my loved ones, people that I influence in my ministry um, to have extraordinary living. Now, again, that definition is, is up to you. It really is subjective. We're going to get into that a little bit later, uh, but it is definitely your birthright to have extraordinary living. All right. So that's the number one thing I want to talk about today is just living in it, living in it. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, uh, the first 14 verses, um, God is, is having a, a conversation, whether it's putting a com- command out there and telling, uh, his people, you know, if you live and if you're obedient to me, then I will bless you. If you hearken unto me, I will bless you. And in those verses basically sums up and says that you are the head and not the tail. Okay. We are the head and not the tail. And so extraordinary living is our birthright. And so my question to you then would be is, are you living in your full birthright? Are you living up to your maximum potential? Are you walking in your full God given purpose? Is there more? And I would probably likely say, yes, and you might have some extraordinary living right now. You might be doing really well, you know, and even if you're not, and here's the other thing is I love to say, you know, I had to tell a a client this just recently, there's no condemnation with God. You know, we'll put a lot of condemnation on ourselves, but there's no condemnation. And so if there's some things that you've done, some mistakes that you've made, you know, get that out of your head, get that out of your head, move it far from you and keep walking and moving every day. Because here's the thing about life. Every day is a lesson. Every day we learn, we grow, we glean, we keep getting better. Um, the iterations, in other words, the, the newness, you know, you can think of this, uh, to help you understand iteration. Uh, I have the iPhone 13 right now. Well, I just had the iPhone 10. I was refusing to buy me a new one. Right. And before that, I think I had the iPhone eight. Um, you know, again, I was refusing, didn't want to, but there's a new, uh, iteration of the phone and every time it gets greater and better. Well, I had to break down and get the iPhone 13 because of the fact that I do a lot more videoing and I'm on the spot. And, you know, so I have cameras. I have a, several, I have four Canon cameras. Um, but my iPhone is the easiest for me to be able to use. And so again, getting that new iteration helped make my process of editing my pictures more vibrant. It has a different setup. And so, uh, just understand that and know that about yourself. There's different iterations of you. If you don't like the iteration right now, that's okay. Keep moving, keep growing. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. That's my point. Number three about learning, right? 
So we're going to talk in here about living mindset and learning. And so in the living part, be in your day, be in your living right now. You know, if extraordinary living uh, is where you don't think that you're at, which I would say that you are, because if you're listening to this, you're growing and gleaning. And so you're always moving towards that target. And so don't be hard on yourself. A lot of times, again, I was telling my client, we condemn ourselves, uh, which you don't want to do that. You want to be reflective, but don't be so reflective that you beat yourself down. And here's the, the, the piece that I tell people, I tell my clients, if you wouldn't say what you say, to your child or a loved one, then don't say it to yourself. Don't beat yourself down. If you wouldn't do that to somebody else, and I'm talking about healthy people. Now, if you listen to this and you got some issues and stuff, get your issues fixed before you mess with other people. But I'm talking about most people. Most people have a good, healthy sense of right and wrong or what is it, um, uh, important or what should be said and what shouldn't be said. You know, you got a good, good mindset, a good uh, piece on that. And so you wouldn't just say anything to your children. I don't, especially let's go here. If you all are older as me and you have grandchildren, definitely the grand period style. We won't, we don't talk to our grandkids. Like we talk to our children. I just watched a reel about that. And it was so very funny. So extraordinary living is your birthright. And so I question you and I ask you, are you living in Deuteronomy 28? Are you the head and not the tail? Are you above and not beneath? Are you blessed among blessings? You know, that's the extraordinary living that we're really seeking out what God wants for us for our life. And we're living it 100% truly, truly remarkably. Right. And so that's the living. I want you to actually get into living in your birthright. It's yours. God said that to us. He said it was us. I love Jeremiah 29 and 11, too, where he says, uh, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and an expected end. He don't have no ill thoughts towards us. He wants greatness for us. And so are you living in your greatness? Are you truly fulfilling that purpose? And if you're not, seek out guidance and help um, to get there. And so that's what I had to do. I really knew what my purpose was. That that wasn't an issue with me. But what it was, was how to actuate that or how to expand upon that, how to scale that. And so I had to get some coaches, um, some serious mentors. And I've always had mentors, but this time it was time to get paid mentors uh, to get to that level that I needed to get to quicker because again, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the grandparenting stage in my life. And so I'm at a whole nother phase after I'm at this half of a century past a half of a century mark, right? In my life. And so I question for you, are you living the extraordinary life in, in your full birthright? That was my purpose in writing the book, uh, powerful growing you and unlock your purpose. I have so many people sometimes and they're, they're successful. They've had wonderful, wonderful lives. And they'll say, but I really don't know my purpose. I don't want anybody to never know their purpose. And so if that's you, you know, number one, pick up my book, uh, but find other people that are out there too, as well. Um, that's going to help you really clearly define what your purpose is in life. All right. So number one is extraordinary living is your birthright. Number two, extraordinary living is subjective, 
but it's also objective. All right. Let me, let me, let me help you understand that a little bit more. So subjectivity means it's your personal perspective. Okay. So it comes out of your personal preference. When I say something that might be subjective. Okay. Me, me saying <laughs> my husband is handsome. You know, that's a subjective viewpoint for me. Another lady out there might be like her husband got a big head, you know, her husband might, I don't know, whatever, but uh, that's a subjective thing for me. And so in your extraordinary living, the subjectiveness is yours. Like, what does that extraordinary living look like for you? And for me, I, I used to be content. I was content with, you know, having my nine to five. I was content with, you know, making good money and living a good middle class lifestyle. Well, that was my subjective viewpoint. While I had other people that would say to me that that wasn't, I wasn't living, I wasn't living beneath my privilege. And, you know, I was like, I, I don't agree with them. You know, I'm not going after that stuff. I don't want this and that and that and that. Well, that was the former iteration of Bridget. The new iteration of Bridget understands, and I'm not trying to be a billionaire, but I will tell you all, I am really trying to be a millionaire. Now, over the course of my life, I've made, you know, <laughs> a couple million. But that was over my lifetime. I literally want to have million dollar years. And let me tell you why I set that as my goal. Because I want extraordinary living, not for myself alone, but I want extraordinary living for my grandchildren. But even deeper than that, I want extraordinary living for the people that God purposed me to be able to bless. So my husband and I have a nonprofit where we uh, strive to put books in the homes of children that don't have home libraries, okay? So literacy is a big thing for me. Well, when I started the nonprofit, I started doing some work and I started doing festivals and doing all these things. And you know what that took? Money, y'all, money. Now I had some people that donated, but my husband and I put a lot of money in ourselves. And that's when I came to the serious realization that, wait a minute, I do need more money than my nine to five can give me. I do need more money than what I set my goal of having. You know, I have to have an incredible amount of money if I'm going to make an incredible impact on the lives of women and their children. And again, the things that I do professionally and through my nonprofit, right? So. That subjective philosophy thought has changed, but that's my personal perspective. So extraordinary living has a personal perspective, but it also has an objective perspective. In other words, it's based on analysis. It's based on facts. It's unbiased. So when I say it, it has an unbiasedness about it, right? Um, and so again, the objective part of that is facts. It takes money to build things to help other people. That's a fact. That's unbiased. I can't do it if I'm poor and I can't do it with average. So if I say that, then now that is objective. That is an objective statement. It's facts. It takes fact. It takes money to run a nonprofit, right? And so when I start thinking about the extraordinary living, I need to kind of 
counterbalance my subjective thoughts with my objective thoughts and making sure that the two do not conflict each other. Okay. Now it will be times that they do because conflict is going to happen. Conflict is going to appear, but when it does, how do I sit down and think about my thinking? How do I change my mindset? How do I strategize my thoughts? How do I strategize? Because those thoughts actually become your actions. So it's very important that when you have the subjective and the objective thoughts that's coming through, that you are filtering them into the right process so that you can get the things done that you need to get done. If that makes sense. I hope everybody understands that, that we have to really, really work on that mindset piece. And then number three, I want to sit here for a minute because as an educator, my third point was about learning, right? So extraordinary living is scaffold. And so maybe you've never heard that term before. So I really want to explain this to you. So scaffolding in education. So let's go back first. Let's think about this. A scaffold, you've seen one before. If you've ever seen construction, it's a a ladder, but a a 3D uh, dimensional uh, stair that helps you get, get from one level to the next level. And you see the platforms in front of buildings where they have the scaffolding so they can move up and down whatever the construction site is, right? Um, and so again, it's not a typical ladder. It's more again, like this long platform that you can stand on. You even see people washing windows. Sometimes they might be on a scaffolding and they're moving up and down the building to clean the exterior windows, right? So you've seen scaffolding before. Well, scaffolding in education is a instructional strategy. Um, and it's to help you move students towards greater understanding in a progressive manner. Okay. So you want to move them progressively, but what you have to do is get them to a greater understanding. So it might be a level at the bottom level that they need some foundational pieces, right? And you're trying to move them to the greater learning, but they have to scaffold in order uh, to get there. So the teacher is going to have to scaffold. The instructor is going to have to scaffold. And so in this case, in the extraordinary living, that would be you. You have to learn how to scaffold through your life, right? So at the bottom, you got successive, successive levels, right? And you're trying to just only provide temporary support. And where you're trying to go is a higher level of skill acquisition, So in my business, I'm finding myself scaffolding. I'm finding myself like, oh my God, it's just amazing. And then when I go back and I reflect on last year, year before, year before, I'm like, oh my God, this has really been happening. And basically what the scaffolding does is bridges the learning gap. So what's your learning gap for your extraordinary living? In your extraordinary living, what are the learning gaps that you have? Okay. Identify those so that you can have that life of your dream. So for me, my learning gap was, I didn't know how to run a business. 
<laughs> you know, I've tried it over and over again. My first, uh, you know, I, I did business when I was in high school. I did business when I was in middle school. So I've always had this little hustle in me, but I didn't know how to operate an actual business. And in 1999, my best friend and I started a consultant business and we did pretty good. But then guess what happened? She got a promotion. And then I moved and relocated. And then two months, two years later, I got a promotion and we both went into administration and life was living kind of good. So we kind of threw our baby out with the bathwater. Our dream just kind of went by the wayside because we were so busy building for other people and I enjoyed it. But what happened was I started it, but we never scaffold. Right. So there was a gap. There was a gap. And so now I'm learning how to bridge that learning gap, right? And so that's one of the things that I actually provide for my clients. I had to throw this in here, pun intended, bridge it. I had to show them how to bridge it. Yeah. So bridge where they're at right now at where they want to be, right? Um, And so that there's a learning gap there. And so you want to close the learning gap. You want to close the gap in your living of whatever that dissatisfaction is, whatever that incompletion is, wherever that thing that is missing, you want to close that gap. So how do you do that? Well, I said it before. You want to get a mentor. You want to get a coach. You want to get a thought uh, partner. Um, You want to make sure you have processes in place and you want to make sure you have systems in place. So you need people, processes and systems. And when those are all aligned, voila, you have a recipe for extraordinary living, but it's going to be scaffold because again, you're going to move towards that greater understanding in a progressive manner. So again, you might be at a lower skill level, but you're trying to get to that higher skill acquisition. So that's going to take people processes or systems. So in other words, what I'm telling you is sometimes when we have that gap, there's a struggle there. There's a frustration there. There's an overwhelm there. And if those things are going on, the easiest way to close the gap is to put people, processes, and systems in place so that that gap starts to close. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you are again progressing towards an even more incredible, extraordinary living. I know I am. Personally, as I told you, I've loved my life. I cannot complain about one second. I've loved the career path that I chose. I love all of the people that I've met on the way. I have just loved everything. Um, have an incredible family. I mean, my marriage is just beautiful. I love life, right? But I'm iteration 13 and I want to get to iteration 17 iteration 20, right? And so I'm going to keep on moving and progressing in order to get there. And so you might have arrived, but there's so much more to do. So there's going to be new iterations of you to get you there to that even more extraordinary living. So I ask you to be a little bit more objective and not always subjective because sometimes we could be subjective and say, we all right. My life is good. 
But good is a subjective viewpoint. So how do you get, and I'm going to say this is not standard English, how do you get gooder and gooder and gooder, okay? So as you keep striving for the gooder, again, I know that's not a word, guys, but for the emphasis, then that is going to keep you on that road to extraordinary living because it's your birthright and you have the right to be subjective and objective moving there as you scaffold into higher skill acquisitions. This is your girl, Bridget Brown Jackson. It has been lovely to be here with you today. If you have enjoyed this, do me one big favor right now. Could you please hit the like, hit the subscribe, share this with someone else. And most of all, this is what I really, really need. I told y'all I'm eyes, I'm interactive. Could you please stop right now and just take two seconds and email me at ordainededucator at gmail.com ordainededucator at gmail.com and let me know how this episode blessed you. Now you can reach out other ways and and the ordainededucator at gmail.com is not my business email but sometimes people misspell Bridget and so it's easier to do that but you're also welcome to go to bridgetbrownjackson.com that's bridgetbrownjackson.com forward slash podcast and you can leave comments on the website too as well. Again, thank you for your time. You could have done anything right now for these 25 minutes, but you decided to be here with us today. So thank you. As always, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win. You are a winner. 